we are truly at this point living in a banana republic. We live in a banana republic financially, uh, socially, and the fact that the rule of law is gone. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That of course was my friend Bill Holter, and he's right. We live in a banana republic. Everybody knows it at this point. But did you hear the one about JP Morgan and how they've manipulated the price of silver from 250 bucks to 22? Or how about the one where JP Morgan accidentally deleted millions of emails that were required to be turned over to the SEC in a subpoena? Or how about the one where Joe Biden picked up his burner phone and journalist John Solomon was the one calling? Friends, you just can't make it up. We talk about the Banana Republic. We talk about silver and gold and Bitcoin in this one. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Rain in wealth with a gold IRA from Noble Gold Investments. A gold IRA can fortify your own financial kingdom. Imagine the confidence that comes from a retirement backed by a tangible, proven asset, gold. An asset that's not at the mercy of unpredictable market swings. Gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, the realm is yours to command. Fend off concerns about economic downturns and let your wealth thrive with the timeless security of precious metals. Now, past performance is no guarantee of future results and always perform your own due diligence before making any investment decision. But this month, the first solid one quarter ounce gold standard bullion coin ever issued with King Charles image on it can be yours with your own qualifying gold IRA or 401k rollover of $50,000 or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Call Noble Gold Investments at 877-646-5347 to get started or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's fantastic to have you back, guys. I really do appreciate y'all. So today we're going to talk about JP Morgan, the criminal banks. They're up to the same things they've always been up to. And guess what? Nobody ever goes to jail. Maybe that's why we still have $22.89 silver after the $50 all-time high in 1980. You can't make this stuff up, guys. Bill Holter is back. His website, BillHolter.com. How are you, Bill? Good, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Let me just lead with this news item. JP Morgan fined four million dollars think of that number four million dollars are you kidding me you want to talk about a slap on the wrist for deleting 47 million emails including some requested in subpoenas the securities and exchange commission the sec which is going hard in the paint after crypto companies like binance and coinbase they find jp morgan chase just four million dollars for mistakenly deleting 47 million emails many of which the regulator was trying to access as part of multiple probes. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. Fire away on the head of the snake being rotten and more on that in just one second. But do you all know what the jail time is for tampering with evidence? On a federal level, tampering with evidence will get you up to 20 years in federal prison. But not if you're J.P. Morgan. Bill, not if you're J.P. Morgan. You're above the law, just like Joe Biden. Yeah, and this $4 million fine, Sean, is like you being fined 40 cents. And that's the equivalent. Um, nobody goes to jail. Uh, and they've admitted uh, felony fraud, what, five times now? I, I forget what the number is, but I mean, they, they have been, they have admitted, uh, they've admitted to felonies and no one goes to jail. And it reminds me of uh, Hillary 
getting rid of 33,000 emails and what was her penalty? There was no penalty. Uh, this goes back to, we are truly at this point living in a banana republic. We live in a banana republic financially, uh, socially, and the fact that the rule of law is gone. Uh, those are the, the three areas when you put them together basically defines a, a banana republic. And we are, we are the biggest banana republic in the history of the world. Yeah, with the biggest debt Ponzi in the history of the world. We'll be talking about that too, guys. Debt exploding while the money supply is contracting at a rate not seen since the Great Depression. But let's just stick with J.P. Morgan for one minute. Now, you know as well as I do that when Gary Gensler was the head of the CFTC, he did nothing to rein in and stop the manipulation of the precious metals markets via paper. Nothing at all. I think there were a couple of show trials in which a couple of traders might have had to do some time, but they were always blamed as rogue traders. It's certainly not a systemic issue with J.P. Morgan and the big banks. Does this explain for the audience now why silver has been buried in the range between 15 and 30 for as long as you and I have been talking? It's absolutely preposterous. Just look at the U.S. debt clock. Silver at 22. Give me a break. Right. And it's done with paper derivatives with no silver backing whatsoever. Basically, what they do is they sell paper contracts that are not backed by uh, silver. And what that does is it expands the supply of paper silver. So that's how they keep the price down. Um, You mentioned Gary Gensler. I would mention Bart Chilton. Uh, This whole issue cost him his life. I remember Bart. He's the guy with the uh, blonde hair, big strapping guy. Why do you say that, that it cost him his life? Well, he came out and and spoke about uh, Silver. I believe he was interviewed by Chris Marcus. And I think within a week to 10 days later, he was dead. Oh, my God. Just like Andrew Breitbart daring to stand up and speak out against John and Tony Podesta and Hillary Clinton. Exactly. I think they got Breitbart with a heart attack gun. I really do. All right. Well, let me show you one other thing, folks, here. My anger against the powers that ought not be stems from my stupidity in investing in silver for all these years and being duly punished for my prescience in doing so. I don't know if you feel the same way, Bill, but uh, there's not been a more painful trade in the past 10, 20 years. There really hasn't been. Um, In September 2020, J.P. Morgan admitted to committing wire fraud in connection with unlawful trading in the markets for precious metals futures contracts and unlawful trading in the markets for U.S. Treasury futures contracts and in the secondary cash market for U.S. Treasury notes and bonds. This is the primary company, and there are others, HSBC, Deutsche Bank, but this is the primary company responsible for silver at 2289. When, according to researchers over at SD Bullion and others, if you take out the New York trade, the New York open trade, if you take that out and you just deal with overseas trading, so you take out the manipulation, silver should be at $250 an ounce today, Bill. Well, I mean, you could, even if you did, uh, you know, a lower ratio from 85, even if you did uh, 40 or 50 on silver, you'd be looking at a huge number. When I say the ratio, the gold to silver ratio, you'd be looking at a huge number. Silver is the least, it's the, the most inexpensive asset on the planet. And it's one of the most used assets on the planet. Think about the uses. You've got medicinal, you've got industrial, you have, uh, you have solar. There are so many different uses. The demand for silver is huge. And I think the deficit last year 
was something like three or 400 million ounces. So it is in a deficit. And on top of that, you just had uh, Newmont's big mine in Mexico, which is the second biggest silver mine in the world. They're on strike. So that supply is not even coming to market. And you don't see any upward movement. As far as you're saying it's a pain trade. Yes, it's irritating that the price is where it is. Um, I'm actually thankful because it's allowed people many extra years to accumulate silver because silver, uh, when all is said and done, gold and silver are the only two monies on the planet that cannot bankrupt. And we live in a world that is in the process of bankrupting. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I want to just stick on this silver thing for just a minute longer. Gold to another screen share here. JP Morgan, the heart of darkness. Former JP Morgan traders convicted of fraud, attempted price manipulation, and spoofing in a multi-year market manipulation scheme. This is just 2022, friends, August here. Now, what were they spoofing? The precious metals market. Traders on the J.P. Morgan Precious Metals desk engaged in a widespread spoofing, market manipulation, and fraud scheme. The defendants placed orders that they intended to cancel before execution in order to drive prices down, I would say, on orders they intended to execute on the opposite side of the market. The defendants engaged in thousands of deceptive trading sequences for gold, silver, platinum, and palladium futures contracts traded through the NYMEX and the COMEX, which are commodities exchanges operated by the CME group. Here's the thing. You just hit the nail on the head. The annual supply of silver is what? 800, 900 million. Let's say it's a billion ounces a year, and that's generous. That's the global supply. A billion ounces times 23 is $23 billion. And yet we're to believe that the market cap, the entire value of silver is $1.286 trillion. No, that's what it ought to be if you removed all of the manipulation and the price went to where it should. The price should, probably 50x from here, the annual mine supply of a billion ounces, which I think is generous, is $23 billion. We're to believe the value, the market cap, the total global market cap of silver right now is currently $1.268 trillion. Yeah, let's put this in perspective, Sean. Uh, the amount of silver that is mined in one year is call it a billion ounces, $23 billion. We just went through less than a month ago, the charade, whatever you want to call it, for the debt ceiling. Since the debt ceiling was raised, the Treasury has borrowed $700 billion. What's that number? 35 times, 40 times? Uh, the total, the total global silver production. And that's just in one month was the appetite. I shouldn't even say the appetite. It was the necessity for the U.S. government to borrow just to keep things operating. So silver is such a small market. And it's important. We've gone over this before, but let's do it again. It's important to understand why precious metals are manipulated and why the prices are suppressed. You really can't have five, ten, twenty thousand dollar gold versus the paper that's outstanding. And the reason being, as the prices move higher to five thousand or ten thousand, then what you'll have is you'll have a run into metal. The, the little, the average, you know, the average guy, the little guy out there, people would en masse be dumping their bonds. They'd be dumping 
uh, getting out of their bank accounts in order to get into gold because let's face it, humans are, uh, they, they, they chase performance, they chase price. And historically, gold has been a barometer. If gold is, is up and rising, basically that shows that uh, there's, there's fear or distrust in the powers that be. And you can't have that because the, the, the U.S. system, the financial system, is a Ponzi scheme and it ha has to have new capital coming in consistently. And that new capital comes in, by the way, via uh, basically by borrowed borrowed uh, monies. The Ponzi scheme, any Ponzi scheme has to get new capital continually in order to exist. And once those flows slow, stop, or reverse, the Ponzi scheme, scheme collapses. So you really can't have, uh, or the powers that be cannot allow the price of gold to go higher they have to prove to or show people gold bad, dollars slash treasuries good. And the only way to do that is to suppress the price. And, you know, you get these waterfall events where you see gold down 25 or 50, or you see silver down a buck, a buck and a half, two bucks in a day. And that's used to scare people away from the market. It's, it's one of the ways they use to try to, um, uh, divert or suppress the demand. The other one, another big way that they've done it over the years is through the ETFs into, into paper metal, which is not metal at all. Well, that's a hundred percent right. And, uh, you know what? I'm going to beat this thing to death because it's really important to me. So let's just do one more thought experiment here. We'll go back to that, uh, valuation, the market cap of silver. This is such a joke. The market capitalization of silver is currently around 1.268 trillion. How they arrive at that number is just absolutely beyond understanding for me. It must account for all the COMEX derivatives. But at $22.86 an ounce, let's call it 22 an ounce, that's a 50x for silver to go from 22 to what it would need to go to to account for that 1.268 trillion valuation, guys. 22 click billion. Click on that mil story. Yeah, I will. Listen to yeah, this. Yeah, but click on that story because it says. The value was obtained by, and I'd like to see what they're. Let's do it. How they obtained that? Yeah, I'll do it in one second. Twenty-two billion guys is less than two percent of one point two trillion. So again, if you take the total annual mine supply of silver of a billion ounces, and again that's generous. I know it's not that high. Call it a billion ounces. A billion times twenty-three bucks is twenty-three billion. So this is less than two percent. The annual market supply is less than two percent. The annual global market supply is less than 2% of what they claim the silver market cap is. You want me to click on this, Bill? Yes. The value was obtained by multiplying the current silver price with the amount of silver that is estimated to have been mined so far. Oh, so that's what? Throughout human history? Since the beginning of time, exactly. What? That's what I, I thought that's where they were coming from. That shows you... Uh, I mean, think about what $1 trillion is. It's nothing. I mean, that's not even 5% of, of U.S., of total U.S. debt. It's, it's less than probably a half a percent of total U.S. debt and obligations when you take and put everything. If you add on top of the $32 uh, trillion, you add Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, uh, Social Security, you know, all the, all the entitlements. 
we're over two hundred trillion dollars. So uh, it's you know, twenty three billion. It's it's yeah, it's hilarious. It's a joke. It's a total joke to just count all of the silver that they say has ever been mined because you know more than seventy percent, probably north of eighty percent, has been burned up, has been used, is now sitting in landfills because it's been put into Correct. mirrors and solar panels and Teslas and batteries and iMacs and phones. And God knows what it's everywhere. And most of that is now sitting, if not in your pocket, where it'll eventually be worthless. It's sitting in a landfill. I mean, what percentage bill of the silver market is really investing? Do you even know? It's got to be less than 20 percent of all mined silver ends up being invested in and stored in vaults. Most of it gets used up. Right. I I think you're right with the number of 70 percent is actually used uh, for industrial medicinal uses, etc. Then you've got jewelry. Uh, but I'm, my guess is, yeah, it's under 20% the amount of silver that is used as for an investment uh, purpose. And what we're, what you're illustrating here is flow versus stock. And the flow of, of call it uh, a billion ounces per year, is nothing compared to what's been mined over time. But it's actually a pretty big number if you compare it to the actual stock of deliverable silver. I mean, the number on COMEX now, I think, uh, for the July contract, there's like, uh, what is it, 35 ounces, 35 paper ounces of open interest versus one real ounce in the uh, registered category. And the registered category has crashed. I mean, we're down, we're down to about 30 million ounces that are available for delivery. So think about this, Sean, a billionaire, uh, just one individual could pretty much smoke this market on his own. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We've talked about that so many times in the past, and that was actually my next question. Given all of the turmoil internationally, politically speaking, why doesn't China or the Saudis or the Japanese or the Russians corner that silver market and buy up the rest of that stuff from the COMEX. Why hasn't that Ponzi scheme collapsed yet? I know it's in the process of collapsing as Chris Marcus from Arcadia Economics and others illustrate on a monthly uh, basis, but why hasn't that happened yet, Bill? Uh, from the standpoint of a nation doing it, uh, you basically would start World War III because what, what you'd essentially be doing is collapsing the entire Western financial system by doing it. Now, why would not an individual do it? because they probably value their life more than they value the money. Um, I mean, I had a, a conversation maybe 10 years ago with Eric Sprott and talked about this. And uh, his question was, from an individual standpoint, would you really want to be the one that tanks the entire system? A, and B, would you really want to be the one that tanks the in- entire system and then gets killed for doing it? You know, you bring up something interesting, and uh, we're going to talk about the rot at the head of the snake here with Joe Biden here in one second. But uh, people should not take lightly what you just said, because uh, as Klaus Schwab noted in his own book regarding the satanic depopulation plan, it's right here in black and white, guys. The population of Canada, Western Europe and the United States will be decimated more rapidly than other continents until the world's population reaches a manageable level of one billion of which 500 million will consist of Chinese and Japanese races selected because they are people who have been regimented for centuries and who are accustomed to obeying authority 
without question. From time to time, there shall be artificially contrived food and water shortages and medical care to remind the masses that their very existence depends on the goodwill of the committee of 300. So when you talk about being killed for moving against this system, Bill, that's actually very real. Just ask Seth Rich. Right, or ask John F. Kennedy. That's right. One more screen share here, guys, and we're going to talk about the head of the snake. But honestly, J.P. Morgan accidentally deletes evidence in a multi-million record retention screw-up, which they blame right here on an unnamed archiving vendor's retention settings. Can you imagine, Bill, the SEC wants to see your records and you say, well, an unknown entity just deleted all those emails. Sorry. And the SEC says, no problem, Bill. Just pay us a small fine. In your case, 40 bucks will do. Actually, I can't imagine that depending upon who you are. That's right. I mean, like I said earlier on, Hillary Clinton, there were absolutely no ramifications whatsoever. And she deleted 33,000 emails. Um so again, it, it depends on who you are. And when I say who you are, uh, what your outlook is or what you stand for. Basically, if you're a conservative, you're going to jail. And if you're not a conservative, if you're, you know, if you're on the left, nothing happens. And that's, that's what I got at, uh, as far as the banana republic. There is no rule of law. There's no, there's a rule of law, but it doesn't pertain to everyone. Rain in wealth with a gold IRA from Noble Gold Investments. A gold IRA can fortify your own financial kingdom. Imagine the confidence that comes from a retirement backed by a tangible, proven asset, gold. An asset that's not at the mercy of unpredictable market swings. Gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, the realm is yours to command. Fend off concerns about economic downturns and let your wealth thrive with the timeless security of precious metals. Now, past performance is no guarantee of future results and always perform your own due diligence before making any investment decision. But this month, the first solid one quarter ounce gold standard bullion coin ever issued with King Charles image on it can be yours with your own qualifying gold IRA or 401k rollover of $50,000 or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Call Noble Gold Investments at 877-646-5347 to get started or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. That's an excellent segue to Biden picking up a phone, the burner phone, the secret burner phone, which was revealed in the Hunter Biden scandal after a journalist calls the number. You can't make this stuff up. The guy's a complete and total idiot, corrupt to the core. Oh, my God, my burner phone's ringing. Maybe it's more bribe money. He picks it up, and it's a journalist. So what happens? Sleepy Joe hangs up. On Sunday, investigative journalist and Clinton Cash author Peter Schweitzer revealed that Hunter Biden had been paying for a secret global phone from AT&T to the tune of $300 per month. Let's scroll down and we'll hear it from Peter Schweitzer himself. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? Let's just think about this, guys. I'll shut up. But 
vice president of the United States. All of his public official communications need to be done on public official channels. All of it recorded. That's how we maintain rule of law. So the guy got a burner phone, a secret burner phone, so he could uh, operate his uh, family cartel and his bribe taking in the background. It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. It was from AT&T. It was $300 a month. It was a global phone where you could access somebody anywhere around the world. Uh, we shared that phone number and that account information with people at the House Oversight Committee. My hope is that, that they haven't already. They will subpoena those records because I think it will give an indication on how tight the communication was. Uh, and that may be the phone for example, that the Ukrainian, the Burisma executive, might have used uh, in this allegation uh, that he talked to Joe Biden in re recorded conversations. I, I would just say one other thing, Marie, as it relates to that sort of shakedown phone call with Henry Zhao uh, that we alluded to. Henry Zhao in 2015 had already sent $5 million to the Bidens. Uh, he was the head of a harvest investment firm. Uh, and what's interesting is in the correspondence there, Hunter Biden again talks to Zhao in the context of this is a deal that's important to my family uh, involving his father. Let's also keep in mind we fixate on the criminal element of this. We also have to focus on the espionage element of this. Henry Zhao paid $5 million to Hunter Biden from an account that was part of a company that he co-owned with the family of the Minister of State Security of China, who's I'm in charge of the entire spy apparatus. And you see that in every deal that Hunter Biden did in China, these individuals that are sending him money have ties to Chinese intelligence. Pure, 100%, unmitigated, quantifiable treason and that tweet was shared by Juanita Broderick, who, by the way, is one of Bill Clinton's alleged rape victims. So it all ties together so nicely. And by the way, did you hear the important part in that uh, Schweitzer clip there, Bill? He says, maybe those records will need to be subpoenaed. Those emails, those records will need to be subpoenaed. Well, what did we just learn from the J.P. Morgan debacle? You can just delete everything and pay a $4 million fine in a banana republic. Right. Well, Sean, what that illustrates to me uh, by, by keeping the same phone and actually answering it, it tells me that he's either extremely stupid or extremely cheap. I mean, how much would it cost to throw that away and buy another phone and just deep six that thing and forget all about it? You know, it costs what a thousand dollars, 1200 bucks for a phone. You get a new line. Now you got a new phone. And the other one's done. The other part of it is it's completely stupid. Him already knowing that they knew what the phone number was. Why would you ever possibly continue using that number? It's to me. And Sean, this goes back. Uh, this goes back a lot of years now. The stupidity on the left of time after time after time getting caught with with their pants down it's it just amazes me the ignorance uh that prevails from the left on so many of these things that have you know been uncovered over the years 
Yeah, I, you know, I wish I could say that Joe Biden's stupidity but and recklessness. I know, but that's the point. I wish we could they, say. I wish we could say that his recklessness and stupidity is surprising, but it's not, because there was a coup and the man was implanted. This is all part of the humiliation ritual, just like Senator Fetterman is part of the humiliation ritual as they destroy our country from within. Right, Bill. That's what's going on right. here. All right. Let me do one more screen share. Let's hear from the great John Solomon, who takes uh, the Biden crime family to task with this global secret burner phone. What was turned over from the FBI, there had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten through other means. And one of those documents got leaked to me, and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured, oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can. I've been trying to get fair comment from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone, and guess who picked up the phone? Oh, boy. Joe Biden. Joe? Oh, Joe boy. Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me. He hung up pretty quickly. So it was John Solomon, Bill, who called the secret burner phone and Joe, the idiot Biden picked up. That's unbelievable. That should be national news and proof of the crimes of this man. And yet it'll be completely ignored by the mainstream horror mockingbird media because we live in a banana republic. Exactly. God, how does that make you feel as a taxpaying citizen of the United States, the formerly free republic of the United States, which is supposed to be buying for the people? How does that make you feel? I mean, are people's blood boiling yet? Uh, my, my blood started boiling after the, the original Patriot Act came out. But think about this, Sean. This all started back in, they don't all started from 9-11 on. Or actually, if you go back further than that, it started with JFK being shot. But... The, the exponential move in uh, the loss of liberty, in the, the, the uh, rollout of the banana republic, and basically in your face uh, to the American population uh, really has started since 9-11. I mean, we had, think about the Obama administration. I mean, that was a disgrace. Uh, there's another one that got killed, by the way. What was her name? Uh, uh, for saying that Michelle's a tranny. Joan Rivers. I mean, we've had stuff shoved in our face, you know, for years and years. We have generals now that wear dresses. And, and, and how, how much sense does it make? We have one day a year, uh, Memorial Day to honor our servicemen. And, but yet we have a full month to, to honor fags that you know change or say they're changing gender or whatever it's it's in your face is what this is yeah yeah it's 100 percent cultural marxism uh spiced with a little bit of satanism right at the very top now i just want people to understand the uh moral hazard of this kind of corruption so imagine joe biden as vice president right wielding what little power he had i'm sorry vice presidents don't have a lot of power unless you're willing to take bribes like joe was but let me just let's just think about this i want to read what hunter said and then just think about this think about the moral hazard of blackmailing a foreign nation state or foreign nationals and now your president who can be now reverse blackmailed because they know what you did right listen to this, this is unbelievable hunter warned that if i get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you Zang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, that's Joe Biden, and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father. The call 
is to get the wire money, the $5 million promised to the Bidens, and this was the threat. This was the blackmail. Give me the money, or we're going to rain down hell on you and everybody. And now this man's, quote-unquote, the president, and do you think that they're not going to blackmail him back? It's unbelievable. And by the way, although we don't have video or proof that Joe Biden was sitting next to Hunter when that threat was made, Bill, I think it was Tucker or somebody else I just listened to recently. It might have been on Steve Bannon's show. The evidence in the calendar shows that Joe Biden was in Delaware. That's where his son was that day when this exchange happened. So it's completely plausible that he was indeed sitting next to his son. I don't doubt it for a minute. This is a criminal cartel family. And where's the investigation? And the investigation could be wrapped up within 30 days because all you have to do is follow the money. I mean, it's, it's very simple. You follow the money and it's game over. I mean, there's so many laws broken. There's, you know, espionage, bribery, tax, you know, ta- uh, tax evasion. There's so many laws that are broken. Where's the investigation? There is none because this is a banana republic. It's been a stealth takeover or a stealth coup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and really the American public has slept through it. And Sean, let me mention the American public has slept through it because I think the, uh, the ingenious plan was to keep markets levitated. And as long as people get their monthly statement from their broker saying they've got, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever, as long as the stock market has held together, people don't care because they think, well, it doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. And let me go one step further. The corruption itself, understand that the dollar is not backed by anything other than confidence. And the fact that all of this dirt is now becoming public, that dirt is going to affect confidence. And at the very same time, the, the reserve status, the global reserve status of the dollar is weakening because less and less countries are using it. You're going to see a day where the dollar gets absolutely destroyed. And from that point forward, and it will be a very, very fast event, you'll see things unravel like you never imagined could possibly happen. You know, Bill, we've been talking about that for a long time, but uh, the numbers are quantifiable. This is a Ponzi scheme. And uh, by the way, the interest now on the national debt is soaring far faster than predicted. And that's going to create all sorts of problems. I mean, we're pretty soon, Bill, we're going to be indentured servants to banks where all of the tax collections, maybe we're already there, all of the money people pay in go directly to those that own the Federal Reserve and the debt. All interest payments, we're going to be interest. We already are. We're interest slaves. We're interest payments. Well, we will have a, yeah, we will have a uh, credit implosion before that happens. Uh, the reason being, I mean, look right now, you're, you're watching money supply contract. Uh, I think the, I think the number now is it's, it's over 5%. Money supply has contracted over 5%. It's never happened since the Great Depression. And it's the money supply is contracting at the same time debt has exploded. The, the, the debt can't be serviced, uh, and you will see a, a value implosion, if you will, on the debt before we get to the point where the U.S. Treasury uh, does not have enough income from tax receipts to pay the debt. It'll happen long before that. You know, it probably will happen this year. Well, one thing's for certain, it's coming, all right? There's no stopping it. The question is, how bad do things get? And does silver ever go back to the price it should be? Does silver ever find its equilibrium with actual market demand? 
I think yes. I just can't say when. And like I said, it's been a 15-year pain trade for me. But uh, one more topic here before we switch gears, unless you have a comment. Go ahead. Yeah, Sean, everything is going to, everything will find its, its, uh, its clearing price level. Once the derivatives, once the paper markets blow up, then you will have, and I believe this will be the second and, and an actual real reset. Um, once the, the control by paper is no longer available, you're going to see everything reset. Everything will clear and, Think of the old saying, water always seeks its own level. That's that's what will happen in markets across the board. Yeah. Things that are over overvalued will collapse, and the things that have been suppressed will explode in price or value. All right. Here's my final topic for the day, and uh, you're a perfect guy to ask about this because unlike me, I don't think you own Bitcoin. I think you're an anti-Bitcoin guy, and that's cool. I own some Bitcoin, so here's my question for you. Regarding Gary Gensler, that snake, that forked tongue snake, that man has gone hard in the paint after crypto, along with uh, Elizabeth Warren and so many others, for the past year. And instead of providing regulatory clarity to companies like Coinbase, and by the way, I could play a soundbite from Gary Gensler before he was the SEC chair, where he says, and he names Ethereum specifically, he names four cryptos, which he says are not securities. Over 70% of the crypto market is Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash. Why did I name those four? They're not securities. Three quarters of this market is probably not securities. Well, this whole mess where he's targeting Coinbase and Binance is because the SEC is claiming that all cryptos aside from Bitcoin are securities. Anyway, sidebar, they talked the market down to $15,000 Bitcoin. Bitcoin has now doubled this year. And on the back of all that fear, uncertainty, and doubt that was spurred by officialdom, people like Gary Gensler, the SEC, et cetera, the Biden administration, Bitcoin doubled. And now, and now, Bill, BlackRock and Fidelity have announced they want their own Bitcoin ETF. It's just the same old thing with these people. Rinse and repeat. Talk the markets down. Steal people's Bitcoin. Steal people's stocks cheap. Talk Amazon down to five bucks a share in the uh, tech bubble crash in about 2000, 2001. Five bucks a share. Talk it down, fleece everybody of their shares cheap. That's what these people do. It's what they specialize in. It's what they've done, I think, with the silver market too, by the way. Well, Sean, you're saying that the uh, Bitcoin has has doubled or the the cryptos have doubled. Yeah, they've doubled in price. They are certainly something you can speculate in. There's no question about it because there's huge volatility. But again, in my opinion, they're all digital air. They have no actual real value. Um, and when this thing goes down and it math, this is no longer Bill Holter's opinion as far as the financial system coming down because there's too much debt outstanding. It's a, it's a mathematical equation. When the system goes down, uh, Bitcoin, in my opinion, it has no value now and it will have no value then. It will be a, a useless, uh, accounting you know, accounting uh, practice or whatever you want to call it. I mean, you can have 10,000 piles of dog crap and they're perfectly accounted for, but there's still 10,000 piles of dog crap that you could use for fertilizer. In my opinion, the uh, the cryptos, the, there is no use. There's no use because there's no underlying value. It cannot, uh, it, it can't be used for anything. 
Here's what I'm saying, though. Think about this. And let's take a look at the value of Bitcoin in inflating currencies like the Turkish lira. Okay? So you're sort of taking a page from the Peter Schiff playbook here. And I know that that's the way you, you believe that to be true, just like Peter Schiff does. But here's the thing. Bitcoin has been acting as a hedge against inflation of the U.S. dollar since its inception. And in countries where inflation or hyperinflation is taking root, Bitcoin is back at all-time highs. Now, here's the thing. I want to make a case-based scenario for Bitcoin. I think this is important. My wife and I have been talking about backup plans if these people steal another election in 2024. Okay, If they get their cultural Marxist revolution, many people are going to die. So we need to stop that. But if they steal another one and they start rolling out their weather underground playbook bill... It could get really ugly in this country. It's already getting ugly in many American cities where people are looting targets and Walmarts and, you know, gas stations. And we haven't even hit hyperinflation. Here's my point. The case based scenario for owning Bitcoin is this. If I leave the country with my wife, and by the way, guys, I don't have a $10 million net worth, but let's just say I did. I can't travel with my gold and silver. I can't get that money out of the country very easily. And I can't wire more than 10,000 out without the Fed crawling up my butt. But I could travel with all my money, 10 million or more, a billion dollars in Bitcoin on a thumb drive. Or I could just remember my seed phrase. And when I get to my destination nation, guess what? There's my money. That is the single best case use for Bitcoin, in my opinion, Bill. Understand. And I don't disagree with that. But again, you're talking about price on Bitcoin. You're not talking about value. And in my opinion, when all is said and done, no one's going to accept Bitcoin because everyone will find out it's nothing. Well, I'll tell you, and I'm going to push back gently on this because I know my audience agrees with you, but Michael Saylor, the uh, CEO of MicroStrategy, strongly disagrees. And I think they just picked up another 12,000 Bitcoin, something like that. But uh, OK, final word here, though, because I brought up BlackRock. I brought up Fidelity. I brought up big, deep heeled play. We're talking about companies that manage north of 20 trillion dollars in assets. They now want in on a Bitcoin ETF. Is it because they want to manipulate it? Is there an avenue by which they could manipulate it? Is there a way they could kill Bitcoin by doing this? Or so many researchers are coming to the conclusion that, no, institutional investor money is coming into this space. And uh, I don't know. It's just funny to watch the Winklevoss twins have their Bitcoin ETF shot down for a decade. But BlackRock comes in now and they say they want a Bitcoin ETF. Let's see how the SEC treats it. If they start greenlighting all these Bitcoin ETFs that have to buy physical, actual Bitcoin to support the ETF, one just wonders what that might do to the price, Bill. I'm just curious. What do you think? BlackRock coming in. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for Bitcoin? It's hard to know exactly uh, what BlackRock, JP Morgan, et cetera, what their plan is. Is their plan uh, to suck capital into it and they offload and implode it? Or are they trying to suck capital in and ride the wave? I mean, I can't get into their heads. Uh, I just, in, again, my view is it is digital air. It is nothing. It's a perfect accounting system of nothing. Well, I hear what you're saying, and you know I respect you and your intellect, but I will uh, just politely disagree on Bitcoin. I've made this case basis for uh, Bitcoin for a long time when I told people to dip a toe in the pool back at $300 Bitcoin. That was probably around 2015. I said, look, I don't know if this thing's going to a million bucks or zero, but my scenario is that it's doing one or the other. And so far it hasn't gone to zero. And when priced in Venezuelan Bolivar, again, 
an all-time high. So Bitcoin is acting as a uh, as some measure of protection in a significant way to currencies that hyperinflate. So final word here, if the U.S. dollar hyperinflates any time in the next three years and Bitcoin isn't at zero, I think it's going to go really, really, really high when priced in USD fiat, Bill. Well, we'll see. Uh, time will tell. But hyper hyperinflation is, uh, you know, historically it's been a monetary event. And I think the hyperinflation we're going to see here is going to be the result of credit itself collapsing and the, the dollar, because it is credit-based, the dollar itself collapses um, with investors trying to exit the dollar. That's where your hyperinflation is going to come from. I'm trying to think as we part ways, Bill, what other currencies have seen this kind of inflation? We've got the Venezuelan Bolivar. We've got the Turkish Lira. I know this is taking place all around the world, inflation, if not hyperinflation. Inflation is very significant. Right. I think even in Switzerland, I saw it's running at 14, 15%. There are Western countries now where inflation is 20% or higher. And once you hit 20% month over month, I think that is pretty much technically hyperinflation. And uh, I just want people to understand what kind of pain this involves, watching your currency absolutely deflate to zero when priced against real assets. I wonder what that chart would look like when priced in gold. Again, gold's only up, I think, what, 5% over the last 10 years? Silver, it's a pain trade. That's my point, Bill. As we part ways, you know I'm a gold guy, I'm a silver guy. I'm also a Bitcoin guy now because I am just sick and tired of the pain in the silver and gold trade. It's been nothing but punishment for as long as I can remember. Uh, well, Sean, if you go back 20 years, you're talking about uh, $4 silver and $300 gold. So over a 20, you know, just over a 20-year period of time, they've both done very well. And again, the reason you own gold, the reason you own silver is because they are the only monies on the planet that cannot bankrupt. Everything else is fiat. And in a bankrupting world, the fiats are going to, they will implode. Gold, an ounce of gold 100 years ago is still an ounce of gold today. The only thing that's different is how it's measured. Uh, the, the currencies themselves are what change, not the ounce of gold. And they do it backwards. Uh, it's two thousand dollars an ounce. It should they should measure dollars in grams. That would be the better way to uh, to measure it because then it would illustrate it would it would illustrate to the common man more uh, how the dollar and other fiat currencies are collapsing and have collapsed in value. But of course, that doesn't serve their purposes because they issue the, the currency and they want their currency to uh, retain confidence. And one way to do it is uh, to price gold in the currencies rather than the currencies in gold. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're right. We've talked about it a long time. It's quantifiable. The manipulation is absolutely quantifiable, 100%. Everything we've talked about in this uh, conversation is the real news that, uh, of course, CNBC will never share. But uh, one final word here, guys. I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from buying silver. I strongly recommend people buy silver. I use SD Bullion. I can leave the link below. But uh, the price of COMEX silver, according to our buddy Turd Ferguson over there at TF Metals, Craig Hemke, the COMEX silver price has been annihilated over the past two trading sessions. This is why the DXY is down over the same time period and rates are unchanged too. So why is July 23rd silver getting hammered? 
and occasionally trading backwardation versus spot. <laughs> it's just more manipulation in my mind. Uh, it's just more of the same manipulation, manipulation, manipulation in my view, Bill. But all good things must come to an end and all bad things too. Well, as I've said for years, Sean, this will come to an end uh, with a delivery default. Failure to deliver. A failure to deliver will make it very hard for folks to get physical precious metals, presumably at any price. We shall see. Guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in. First and foremost, my friend Bill Holter. You can find him at BillHolter.com. Bill, thank you so much. How else can people reach out to you? Uh, you can go to the website. Uh, there's, a, there's a contact box, or you could email me directly at bholter at hotmail.com. That's bholter at hotmail.com. Friends, especially if you have a podcast, if you're in the business of spreading real news, maybe invite Bill on. I've known him for a long time, and I will tell folks this, Bill. You're as genuine off-air as you are on-air, and I do appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Sean. All right. God bless. Guys, the link to BillHolter.com is below, as is hopefully the link to SD Bullion, if I forget my apologies. But uh, for real news every single day, guys, for free, check us out for free at SGTReport.com. You can add to the mix the phaser.com, of course, and the LibertyMill.com as well. Those are all antidotes to corporate propaganda and Mockingbird mainstream media, CIA, SEC, Big Pharma, JP Morgan lies. <laughs> May God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. Go to the protocols of the elders of Zion. Go to section number 10, paragraph 19. That tells you that they're going to be injecting, inoculating diseases to create the helter skelter chaos and sickness that which we, the people, are then going to have to depend on our shadow governors and these literally globalist manipulators in order to resolve everything from including our own lives so this is where it's at in the most important issue facing we the people and god's love for us